please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, Kate. Hi, Laura. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Dear listeners, we'd like to be the first... Ish. I was going to say the first podcast relating to real tours to welcome you to 2020. That's got to be the right niche. Right? Like just enough. On behalf of Caveat Realtor, I think <laughs> we're going to 2020. We there made we it. We did. Eventually. There. Do you have any New Year's resolutions you want to share? No, I have none. And not, not that I don't want to share. I just, I have none. I, I've stopped setting resolutions because should start improving yourself as soon as you decide to and not wait for the new year to do that. Right. But for those of you that maybe decided you wanted to have a new year's resolution related to being a realtor and it was to learn more about the code of ethics. Maybe it was to listen to all of our podcasts. Well, I was going to say, we've got your back if it relates to the code of ethics, because this episode is about article three. Here we are. We're doing it. So ready, ready. Hopefully by now, most of you have heard about the new NAR policy regarding cooperation and the MLS. It's called a clear cooperation policy. If you haven't, because you've been living under a rock. Or are in denial. (laughs) We've got resources available on our website that go into more detail. But the gist of the new rule is that properties must be entered into the MLS within one business day of public marketing. But we're not going to talk about that today. Bait and switch, friends. Yes. Bait and switch. We are going to talk about Article 3 of the Code of Ethics, which deals with cooperation between realtors. And that kind of ties into that new policy because it's called the Clear Cooperation Policy. I see where we're going. Yeah. So let's start with what Article 3 actually says. Good place to start. And I quote, Realtors shall cooperate with other brokers, except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. The obligation to cooperate does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. End quote. But what exactly does that mean? It means that realtors must start from a position that cooperating with other brokers benefits their clients. That's kind of your baseline that you have to assume. Yes. And cooperation means sharing information about and access to the property with other agents. It also means engaging with other agents when they have a client who may want to purchase the property. But there is one big caveat. And we lawyers, we love caveats. We named a podcast after that. We did. So uh, the caveat here is that you only have to cooperate with other agents when it is in your client's best interest. So Kate, what does that mean? What does it all mean? There are times that clients need privacy or fast sale, and cooperation would not meet those needs for your client. Article 3 is also very explicit in saying that cooperation does not include the obligation to compensate the other agent. And this is where MLS rules and the Code of Ethics overlap and supplement each other just a little bit. Now, some of you may be thinking, but if I don't have to compensate another agent under Article 3, why do I have to offer some compensation in the MLS? That's a good question. Fair. But that's because the MLS rules require you to offer compensation in order to put a listing in the MLS. So that's an MLS rule, not a code of ethics rule. Right. And one situation that we hear about a lot on the hotline is when an agent is helping a client buy a house in a different part of the Commonwealth. 
The agent isn't a part of the local MLS, but the buyer found the property on the internet and has asked the person that they've had an ongoing relationship with to help them buy this new house. Now, don't worry, because we've done a podcast episode on things to be aware of when working outside your normal area. That was very um, smart of us to do that. Sometimes we're really... Brilliant. Incredibly brilliant. Talented. Um, So we're not going to go into those details here, but this situation that we just talked about is really where Article 3 becomes so important, right? Absolutely. We will occasionally get questions on the legal hotline from agents wondering if they have to help the out-of-town agent with the buyer for their listing. I mean, do they really have to meet the agent and let them in or give them a one-day code if it's available? Do they really have to accept the sales contract that the other agent wants to use? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, Article 3 says you do have to cooperate. You know, unless your seller can articulate why it's not in their best interest to sell to a buyer from out of town with an out-of-town agent, you really do have to cooperate with them. And I want to reiterate something that you just said, Kate. And that is, unless your seller can articulate why it's in their best interest Mm. not to do that. Mm, That's another thing that we often hear is that people will say, well, I'm pretty sure it's the agent who doesn't want to cooperate with me. Uh, Yeah, that's a problem. It's got to really be for the benefit of the seller, not the benefit of the agent. And this doesn't mean that you have to compensate the other agent. And this is where that second sentence becomes very important under Article 3. The MLS is an offer to compensate other MLS participants. And if an agent is not a part of the MLS, Article 3 requires you to cooperate but not automatically to compensate. If, however, you enter into a compensation agreement, of course, then you would be obligated to compensate that other agent, right? Right. You've entered into an agreement to do something you need to perform under it. We have to live up to our word? Yes. I mean, that requires us to be ethical, right? It sure does. So Article 3 has 11 different standards of practice, and one of them is brand new. So it used to be 10, but seven days ago, we got a brand new, shiny... Standard of practice. Shiny new baby standard of practice. So, um, and for those of you who don't, don't know, a standard of practice is an additional interpretation or clarification of what is covered by a particular article. So the first four standards of practice deal with compensation, that the broker cannot assume compensation is being offered, changes in compensation have to be communicated prior to submission of an offer or agreed to by both brokers, and that listing brokers must disclose variable rate commissions. The other five deal with sharing of information. Subagents must disclose facts to agents. The existence of ratified contracts must be disclosed to agents seeking to cooperate. Agents must disclose their realtor status when seeking information on a property. And agents cannot misrepresent the availability of access to show a property. Finally, 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 standard of practice 310 explicitly says the duty to cooperate relates to the duty to share information and to make the property available to other brokers for showing when it's in the best interests of the seller. Now, jumping back a little bit, Standard of Practice 3-9 deals with access to the property, and it prohibits realtors from granting access to property on terms other than those established by the owner or the listing broker. So this means you have to follow the showing instructions and also don't do anything inappropriate while you're there. Like, don't go raid their refrigerator. Don't decide that their pool looks really refreshing in the middle of summer and take a dip. Right. You go show the house and you leave. Finally, there's a new standard of practice that came into effect. This is our, our new baby standard of practice. Yep. This new standard of practice prohibits realtors from refusing to cooperate on the basis of another agent's race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. And, and this kind of dovetails with Article 10, which is the yes. fair housing. 
But Article 10 doesn't actually protect, it protects clients and it protects employees. It doesn't protect the agent on the other side of the transaction. Absolutely. And so because Article 3 is the cooperation article, that's why it got included here. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break for a word from our sponsor. VHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time homebuyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit vhda.com. All right, Kate, let's go to the legal hotline. Yes. I am not a member of an MLS, but my client wants to see a property listed there. I have a friend that's in the MLS who sent me a copy of the listing that shows an offer of compensation to cooperating brokers of X. Doesn't this mean that the listing broker has to pay me X? No, that's exactly what we said it doesn't have to do. Um, That offer of compensation is for members of the MLS, and you are not a member of the MLS. Under Article 3 of the Code of Ethics, you should reach out to the listing broker prior to showing that property to establish a compensation agreement. And that was really key that it's prior to showing, prior to beginning that cooperation. Right. Before. That's what prior means, okay? Okay. I got it. (laughs) Thank you for defining that for me. Um... Laura. Yes. How is variable rate commission defined? Okay. Can we offer X percent if it sells within seven days, X percent if it sells within 30 days, and X percent if longer, assuming all those X's are different? Yes. Okay. So standard of practice 3-4 defines a variable rate commission as, quote, listings where one amount of compensation is payable if the listing broker's firm is the procuring cause of sale or lease, and a different amount of commission is payable if the sale or lease results through the efforts of either the seller and landlord or a cooperating broker. So in this case, this would technically not be a variable rate commission, but you would need to go in and change the compensation offered in the MLS every so many days. And I would also put in the agent remarks that this is going to happen, because if you're offering lower and lower amounts of compensation, you would certainly need to disclose that, because I'm assuming the reason for doing this is to try and get offers to come in quickly. Um, the other thing is if somebody has begun cooperation before you made that change, then you owe them the higher amount. Yes. Something to be very careful. Right. Um, all right, Kate, one final question. My seller has asked me to put in the MLS that she does not want her ex-husband, whom she has a restraining order against, showing the house or representing buyers. She will accept offers from any agent, even agents at his firm, but not from him. Can I put that in the MLS? Yes. In this case, it is not in your client's best interest for you to cooperate with her ex-husband, and she is allowed to restrict who enters her property. Short and sweet. Let's limit our risk. Let's do it. Limit your risk. Everyone's risk. Make sure to discuss with your clients what cooperation is and how it can benefit them for you to cooperate with other agents. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. If your client does not want you to cooperate with other agents, make sure you document that in writing understand what cooperation does and does not require. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on Virginia Realtors' website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. 
The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors. Copyright 2020, y'all. This podcast features a song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License.